The Sci-Fi Film Podcast is a Thrave Productions podcast. The Sci-Fi Film Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Sci-Fi Film Podcast. Uh, my name is Andy Walker. I am here with my son, Scott Walker. Hello, Scott. Hello there. Hello. How are you? Tired. Why did you look puzzled when I said, how are you? Is it if you didn't, you weren't sure? Because, no, no, because I am genuinely that tired that my brain went, how shall I answer this? Ah, okay. It's, it's, but, it's almost the fact that you asked me that and my brain went, it's a trick. I'm saying it then. At the moment, I'm not overly sure whether you're just sitting in slight shadows or if you've got really, really dark bags under your eyes. Um, so even if I get closer to my, my laptop, it doesn't really help. Yeah, you can you can blue around the eyes. No, I've, I genuinely think I've got my left. Yeah, that is my left eye. I don't know why it confused me then. My left eye, I, I know, sort of a bit black and sore because my job that I do, I got stuff caught in my eye and instead of washing it out like I should have done, I just went <laughs> and rubbed it. And make that noise as well. Yeah. <laughs> and dug it for and dug it into the corner of my eye and it it really hurt. And now where where I've been rubbing it all day, I've bruised all under here. So oh right. Um so uh hopefully people will have listened to and enjoyed last week's um episode episode that's a good word thank you very much for that i, I lost myself there for a moment uh in which we uh, reviewed uh, two horror films namely the dr fiblees 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 films uh, anyway, so this week we are we're going we've gone totally the other way. We're going to do three different sci-fi things. Got two shorts and a long again, as per normally Ed. Normally, <laughs> see, and you take the Mickey out of me when I screw up. Okay. Well, yeah, I do, but you know, there you go. Right, so uh, yes, yeah, we've got two short films and a feature film. And we're going to start with a short. So, firstly, we have a film from 2021 called Protector. Uh, it's written and directed by, you know, you knew I shouldn't have chosen this one, written and directed by Lee Yung Long. The cast is Zhu Tao and Dao Quingzia. Now, I've got no idea if I'm pronouncing those right. If I am not, I apologise to whoever I've just sworn at. (laughs) 
Uh, the synopsis for this film, which is almost as long as the film itself, says <laughs> in, 2020, in 2235, human resources were scarce. In order to allow humans to develop more long term, the World Resources Organization adopted a social contribution value elimination system and adopted a, clean, a clearing plan for those who made insufficient contributions. In the face of such tasks, intelligent robots performed well, but among them, an intelligent robot is a little different. So, there you go. Um, yeah, I, th I thought this was quite good. It, it's, it, it looks good. The effects are quite good, although I did notice that the gunshots, seem, the sound seems a little out of sync with the actual gunshots. Yeah, you, hear, those, the you hear the gunshot and then it happens. Yeah, and they were a little excessive, maybe. But, you know, he, he shoots every one of them, every, all these people about five times with this laser cannon thing you've and got to make sure he's got if to be honest if he's anything like stormtroopers he's got to make sure at least one is yeah true yeah they're, they're in a small room about the size of a toilet and he fires at them five times standing from the door standing in the doorway you hope that he's hidden um it's i mean it's quite good it's quite quite a good story a little bit odd um quite deep in in many ways very kind of like thought-provoking maybe and all that kind of thing hmm. well yeah it's all right yeah I, it was a bit I, I i did the stupid thing again of watching the film and then reading the synopsis like completely out of whack so i didn't actually understand what was going on but yeah. I, it confused me a bit to begin with because i was trying to figure out at first whether or not it was animated or if it was real life Right, I think it was a lot. It was, of, a lot of it was CGI. A lot of the yeah, because it was. It seemed to sort of flick backwards and forwards through it. Mm. Again, yeah, it, it, I thought it was, it was a right graphics mm. with certain bits like the ship landing and certain bits. I love. I did love the set design. Yeah, oh, yeah sort, especially like the close-up bits. They're obviously they have to do real. I thought it was very well done. Um, it just uh, it was a very weird yeah. It was a very weird film. It, I definitely agree with you the fact that it had some sort of message. I think. I think about the, it. I think part of the problem with it for for me, reading the synopsis and looking at it, I think that it wasn't originally made in English. No. And when they kind of used the did the English version of it with the English uh, uh, voiceovers and that, and when they wrote the synopsis, I think that maybe they didn't quite translate it as well as maybe they could have done yeah it it it's the problem with translation with certain things you certain you lose certain things within words because obviously if especially if it's chinese or japanese or anything like that it it's uh they the way they sort of say things to mean yeah i like, say like, the way that like the way they describe something when it's then translated into English, yeah, it loses all meaning. I think it's it the, the, the grammatic. There are grammatical problems, and also there are problems with getting the the inflection, like the the, uh, the inflection rather the uh, the sort of uh, the, the the subtle meanings of when you say words and how, how you say them. Yeah, um, 
but it was i mean i like it, it it's an okay film it's not fantastic but it's it's okay and i, I didn't yeah. have any problem watching it i thought when i watched got got to the end of it i thought well that was all right yeah i and did the same thing it wasn't offensive it wasn't anything really and it yeah it did have a, a sort of message behind it and and you know it was okay there was nothing yeah. spectacular about it and and uh you know but it's 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 not a bad film for a watch if you know if you look into sort of like the sci-fi the thing i liked about it was the fact that you had the kind of hard sci-fi of having the spaceships and the robot and the uh, the and the technology stuff and all that sort of thing but you also had the more softer high uh, sci-fi stuff with the sort of like the 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 future storylines of humans humanity and uh the robot showing more humanity than maybe the humans did by employing him to go around killing people. Yeah, it's yeah. it's one of the things to sort of it's there's a lot of it's, it's it's one of the things that you sort of I think the loss of translation as well didn't help. Yeah. If uh, in the in original languages it probably would have being a lot more sort of hard hitting, and you've been able to get that emotion yeah, where, yeah. that they're having it, or where they're trying to portray anyway. But when you translate it, and then you someone else's voice, and then you sort of lose something with it, and I think yeah. that doesn't help with it. No, no, no. You mean. I do. I do. I tell you, I agree with you. Though. I did like this film. I think it was very, very well done in places, and I, I enjoyed watching it. Yeah, yeah. No, it me too. Okay, on to the second one. This is uh, again from 2021. This is called Postcards. Um, now, this is a very interesting film, actually. Uh, it was co directed, and the camera and cameraman and editor was Stan Freeman. Oh, I whistled in. Stan Freeman. Uh, the writer co director uh, was Julian Finley, who was also the only real person in the cast. Um, the interesting thing about this is the fact that this was made during COVID lockdown. Um, and they'd already planned to make a film, but they had to put all their plans on hold because of the lockdown thing and everything. So they made this instead. They they wrote it and made it and all that sort of thing in the, in the within the lockdown. Um, the synopsis is a rare set of vintage postcards. A seller who doesn't know its value, a buyer who does, and a reality that isn't what it seems. Mm. Now, I thought you might be interested in this because this is a time travel story that kind of works. Because yes, and it. Oh, <laughs> I hate the fact that it does kind of work. There's no. Well, I don't know. It, it's weird because of the fact that. There is a moment in time where the fact that it actually says about the fact that they were made, uh, these postcards were made. He he then gets them appraised and says yeah. the ink's only less than a year old. Yeah. Uh, whether or not it's because of the fact that it's true time travel. Oh, this is going to be me like I'm proper debunking this film. Whether or not it's true, true time travel or someone actually to play a trick on him. He then tries to find that out. Yeah, whether or not he doesn't to actually get it buried, and you never find out. 
Well, well, he, he yeah, he, he. I mean, the end of it is it leaves it open. That's yeah. But what I but, like about it is the fact, that I, apart from the fact that I think it's got a good look and it's well acted, and it's an incredibly interesting idea for a story. What I like about it, it shows the negative consequences of, of what's going going on. Because when they fight, when they they say that he's when he starts to try and sell these postcards that are, you know, effectively being sent to him through time. And he's selling them as vintage postcards and they look and feel and everything attests to be as if they're brand new. He gets yeah. done for fraud and ends up I mean, ends up going into yeah. going to prison, which I think is fantastic. It is. That's what I, I did like about this film is the fact that there's so many films out there where they do stuff like this. And, oh, we've got something from the past. We'll sell it. And it automatically, everyone goes, all right then. Yeah. And it's like, no, you wouldn't because it's, it's brand new. You would, someone would have to say something. And I like the fact that this film does that. He turns around and goes, oh, it's brand new. So you're obviously lying. Yeah. And it, I, I really like that. And I like the fact that it's it's done that way. And it's, it's, I did like it. I love the, the pictures of, that were done, oh, the actual postcards. I thought the, postcards the artwork. And that sort of thing. Yeah. They were fantastic. Um, and so I, I, weird, I've got to admit, there were some weird shots, though. Weird camera, like camera angles and camera shots of when they were doing the shots of the toys. Yeah, it was very like it was it 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 was almost a bit creepy in places. Like yeah, they're zooming no. in on the toys' eyes and stuff like that, and it was like okay, yeah. but I liked the voiceover work. Yeah, it wasn't like too much into it. Like you said, it was through through COVID, but it wasn't like they tried to make it more complicated than it needed to be. No. It was him reading a message, reading a letter, so it would be the voice in his head. And I like the fact that they use that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I think, I mean, as I say, I think it's an incredibly interesting idea for a story. And it, it's, it's. I mean, I don't think you could expand on it more than they did, because I think if you tried to do too much more with it, it would lose its interest after a while. Because there's only so far you can take these sort of things, I think. Um, but it is interesting is the fact that, that he, you know, at the end of it, you kind of hear that he's discovered. Well, it's it's a bit weird because it, it, the way they ended it, it's a bit hard to tell whether or not he actually found something or if it was just genuinely the way that they ended the film. Well, it, it sounds to me like where he's digging, he yeah. hit something with the spade. So, you know, it, it's... It's a very clever film, and I really like it. I really, I think it's a really good film. It really works well the way it's done, and and uh, they, to put this together almost on the on the spot on the spur of the moment, yeah, and do it all so well, I think was really quite incredible. It was, and the fact that the same, it was the whole idea behind it. Like you said, it's the fact that there's time travel films out there, or whatever the way this was. Yeah, it, it, it's a very unique way of doing it. Like instead of it being a person yeah. going backwards or forwards or um or anything like that, it's it's little objects that wouldn't make that much of an impact, but it's it's like look, this 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 the small little object might not seem like a lot in your time, but now it's quite yeah. it's it's amazing. And well, I mean the idea of people sending letters to each other through time has been done before. The the most obvious one is the romantic uh, sci-fi film which is called, I think it's called The Lake House which has got Keanu Reeves in it and I 
can't remember who else it is. It might be. Um, I, know, I know the one you're talking about. Though. Yes. These, these two people are, are writing to each other and leaving letters, that sort of thing. And yeah, they, they're, they're out of sync in time. Um, but yeah, I know. I think it's a really good film and it's definitely worth a, a good watch. Oh. Um, right, on to our third film, our. Um, our feature film, which I have a feeling you didn't like. Um, this is called Paradox uh, from 2016. Uh, directors and writers were Steve O. Chang, who uh, did some shorts in 2000 2010s. Fran Irving, who also did short TV stuff in 2000 and 2010s. Uh, this was their first sort of feature film together. The cast is um, Thomas Blankenship, who did the shorts in 2010, uh, 2000s, and did a film called The Haunted Aeroplane in 2009. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Michael Toshiyuki Uno, who did some shorts in the 2000s, Holly Roan, who did shorts in 2010s, and a guy called John Folds, who did nothing. Uh, other than this, and um, Steve O'Chang and Fran Irvin are both in the film as well, playing smaller parts. The synopsis for this film says, <clears throat> after his wife is killed in a hit-and-run accident by a mysterious hooded man, Dylan Brandt, a theoretical physicist, builds a quantum suicide machine to jump through parallel universes to find another version of his wife. It is based on the ancient Greek myth of Orpheus and Eridice, where a man storms the gates of Hades to return his wife to the land of the living. Dylan transverses infinite worlds of the multiverse to find his wife, but with every jump, Dylan is thwarted by the efforts of the mysterious uh, by the efforts of the mysterious hooded man. Ignoring the warnings of his mentor, Dr. Yamamoto, Dylan recklessly jumps into ever more flawed universes until the rules of physics completely break down, threatening to destroy the universe and everything in it. Now, I get the feeling that you did not enjoy this film. Would I be correct in my assumption? Oh, very much, Lee. Okay. Would one, would one mind explaining? Well, I, I let, me, let me get a little bit out of the fact that there are certain parts of it I liked. I like the science behind it. Um, the the um, the theoretical science behind it is. I don't know how much of it is true or based on like is one hundred percent. But yes, okay, there is a lot of science in it. There's a lot of shown science in it as well. There's like real life science in it and then stuff that is genuinely the fact that it could be checked up on. Yeah. Not a problem with that. I I like the idea behind it. I like the fact that yes. And it's and it's not the what I liked about it as well is it wasn't the fact that like with a lot of science pro films and stuff like that, they dumbed down the science because of the fact that not everyone's gonna understand it. Fine. This they didn't they actually talk like it was like everyone knows part of theoretical physics. Yeah. But no problem. What I've got a problem with is the fact that it went over. Ugh. It just seems like it went on for ages. 
Well, and I get the fact they have to explain what's gone on. And like, it's just certain parts of it, it's like, okay, yes, we get the fact that you're going to loop. Move on. He went on, but the thing is, it was multiple loops that kept looping yeah, back on themselves in different parts and different ways. Yeah, it was, and it's just, I, it's, I, it got to the point where it's sort of, after the first sort of three times it happened, they're like, okay, I understand what's going on now. And it carried on and on. And it's like, okay, I get the fact you're stuck in the loop. Yeah. And yeah. It, it was the fact that what I liked about it was the fact that he seemed to be stuck in about five different loops. Yeah. By the end of it, each each version of him was stuck in a different loop. Yeah. And, the and fact that was, those loops kind of joined up with each other so that he was just looping around all over the place. Yeah. And the fact that as well, that it, when he sat, when he genuinely says, I'm going to try and break the loop. He should have, as a theoretical physicist, he meant to be, he should have known that was almost next to impossible without yeah. destroying everything. Yeah. Because of the fact that there was no possible way, way of outcoming it. So he didn't just destroy everything. And Yeah, no, no, I get what you're saying. I mean, Going on the just going on the on the, the technical thing of the film, I think it was a very well made film. I think it was incredibly yeah. well written because to write something that's com, convoluted and complex as that story and keep oh yeah on top of what the hell's going on would be very yeah. difficult. I think it was reasonably well acted. Uh, there were good effects and all that sort of thing, and I love the idea behind it because I like the fact that it's it's kind of like a a, a, a slightly different and slightly more original spin on an old sort of like. Greek legend. I like that one. Yeah. Um, I found it odd, and sometimes in some places, I think it was a bit difficult to follow what was going on, because especially at first, until you got the background of some of the other loops, it was like, well, hang on a minute, where's that person come from, and what's going on yeah. there? And then it was like, oh, all oh, right, it's him again in a different yeah, way. It, it, yeah, yeah. It, it, I get that, and it. it it's, I like, like you said, I do. There are some good things about it. I like the the idea behind it is very, very well done. Is there is not many films out there that do the way that it has done. Yeah, yeah. I like, I, think... the, I like the filming behind it to actually film it, film the way that it was done, and yeah. to actually make it as well as it did especially the the, the end of it where yeah. it's a lot more all over the place it was very it was very well done with that yeah i think for me what i did like about it is the fact that there are some plot holes and there are some problems with it but i honestly felt that i could ignore them and just carry on watching the film until after the film was finished once the film was finished i kind of went hang on a minute what about, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but I liked the fact that I could just forget about that there might be well, any problems until after it finished. The thing what I liked about it as well was the fact that I, I did the same thing. Just the certain bits when I was like, mm, uh, again, it was afterwards and I was like, okay. But the scientific part of my head turned around and went, but it's all based on theoretical physics. No yeah, one yeah. knows exactly how it would happen. How it would be, how it would feel, and I, I still had that in my head of like, okay, maybe there were little factors in it that they tried to do it like that to show that there's not a full understanding of how it would actually genuinely happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but just, I, think, I don't know. One of, just... things, one of the things that I think 
helped you kind of ignore the bits that were a little bit more dubious was the fact that it was really well paced. The pace of the film kind of carried you along. It did, yeah. I, I just think, that for me personally, I think it was just a bit drawn out as well. It, yeah. it, if, if it had been just an hour long, I think we'd have done it a lot better because of the fact it just seemed like there were certain bits that I get the fact they were trying to explain that yes, he was stuck in a loop and there were certain bits they needed to explain the steps, but yeah. it's almost like it got to the point where you, you sort of understand and they've gone, yeah, but just in case you didn't. Yeah. And it's yeah, like, right. it's, it's almost, it does get to a point like a little bit where you go, okay, yeah, I understand this bit. What's going to happen next? Yeah. yeah. And it's, but, but again, I like the fact there were certain little details that the first run through of the loop, yeah, don't fully pick up. Yeah, yeah. And it's obviously as you go along, yeah, and see the other loops, you then go, oh yeah, that makes a little bit more sense now and stuff like. That. Yeah, yeah. But it's the whole, the whole premise behind it. I I like the science behind it. I like the idea behind it. And look, yeah, okay, the way that it was writing behind it, yeah, write this and. For it to include what it, like the science behind it and to get it right, yeah. must have taken a lot of research. Absolutely. I mean, it's not the greatest film ever. I mean, you know, it's it's all right. It's, it's a good. I think it's a good film. It's a, I wouldn't say that I'm necessarily rushed to see it again, but it's one of those. It's one of those films that if it was on at like sort of two o'clock in the morning and there was nothing else on, I wouldn't go. Oh God, it's not that film, is it? I'd go. Yeah, oh, it's, it's that one. That's <laughs> It's definitely, it's definitely a film for me that I wouldn't go out of my way to watch. Yeah. But if it was on, I'd quite happy, I would quite happily watch it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I think there's a lot going for it. But, yeah, there are there are a few problems. And, and I think maybe an hour and a half might have been a bit too... Yeah, it's, it's a, bit I've got no problem with the fact that it was a feature film. I, I, I like the fact that they've turned it into a feature film. But I think if it had been just an hour or even an hour and five minutes, yeah. it would have been fine. I think there's certain little bits that they could have just shaved down a little bit and made it a, not a bit more fast-paced, but a, not so sort of tedious with bits. Because you sort yeah. of, it, for me personally, it sort of made me feel like they're going, like they didn't think that people watching it would be smart enough to understand. Well, I, one of the things, I mean, one of the reasons why I thought this this might be a good film to do is because of the fact that I know how wound up you get with paradoxes and things. But what I liked about this film was the fact that it was this guy trying to undo the paradoxes that he was causing, and he was every time was making it worse. Yeah. So I quite liked that. And the thing, the thing is that I sat there afterwards, and I, I literally sat there for about 10, 15 minutes afterwards going, and just sort of raging about it. And then I, I, I sort of, I took time out, I had myself a cigarette, and I sat there and thought, and I was like, no matter how much he t I sit there and go, he's a theoretical physicist, he should have known the fact that he would have created a paradox and stuff like that. Yeah. I still, I sat there and there was that voice in the back of my head, but literally, literally the voice in the back of my head just went, the brief makes you do weird things. Yeah. Well, this is true. And I, I, I fully agree. I've been there. And to know, to have that voice in your head shout, this is stupid, don't do it. But you sit in there going, but, but I need to. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. And the get the genuine the fact that yeah, he lost his wife, and he's he, that big part of his brain was going. But if I do this, I can see her again. The pain will stop. Yeah, no matter yeah. what it causes. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's very interesting as well, actually, because it reminds me in in some ways it reminds me of a story by one of my favourite writers, this guy called Bob Shaw, uh, which is about this guy who manages to travel to a parallel universe. His wife dies, he travels to a parallel universe, and his his plan, noisy motorbikes around here, um, his plan is to kill himself in the parallel universe and take over his life in the parallel universe so that he can be with his wife again. Yeah. And it, it sort of gets complicated with a lot of other things, but I just like that idea. And this kind of reminded me of that at first and then kind of went its own way. Um, but yeah, well, no, I think it's, it's definitely worth a, worth a watch. And it's, it's an interesting film to, to watch. And, well, uh, what I did like about this is the fact that I, well, I've had these conversations with people that are in the same sort of world, stuff like that. And, stuff that this guy was meant to be in is the fact that it is genuinely the fact that there is a lot of stuff that yes science can explain a lot of a lot of stuff that's gone on and a lot of stuff but there are some times where genuinely it something happened because it was meant to happen yeah and that's yeah. exactly what they portray in this film is the fact that no matter how much you try to change what was going on it still happened yeah it could, okay yeah it was in a different universe different parallel it still happened and it's still that's what reset everything yeah it yeah. needed to happen yes no i don't think it's a good film so i mean you know so i, I found a, a film about paradoxes that you've accepted as being quite reasonable i found i'll say film. this isn't a time paradox no no it's true. a scientific parallel universe paradox. True. true but it's a film about paradoxes that you accepted as quite reasonable a time travel film that you've accepted is quite good. Uh, I said it was okay. I think I'm it doing, was quite. <laughs> I think I'm doing pretty well. Oh, I would like to add to anyone that is listening who, who try sitting here and agreeing with my dad at the moment. And he's got a point. He's done it. It's one film out of God knows how many out there about time travel. It's taken me a while to fight. It's taken yeah. me a while to find them, I must admit. Yeah, but... I've, well, I've, as much as I hate time travel films, I've watched pretty much every single one of them. I just them. purely to the fact that I can just sit there and rage about it afterwards. But yeah, there are this one film that I've said, okay, it was all right, not ripped it apart to yeah. shreds. But the thing about it is, I think it's really quite weird, it's the fact that the thing I love about them is exactly the thing that you don't like about them. Yes, and... Uh, it annoys me the fact that you like that about it, and that's what really winds me up more about it. It's because I I found myself now sitting there watching. I watched I watched a um, time travel film the other week. Yeah. Again, purely to the fact that I just wanted to rip it apart, and all I could hear was a voice in the back of my head going, "Your dad's gonna love this." <laughs> and I was sitting there, and I could found I found myself like I realised that I missed about twenty minutes of this film because I was arguing in my head, and it's but it's not real. It's not what happened, and it's like, yeah, but your dad doesn't care about that. It's like, <laughs> but I'm glad to be of assistance. <laughs> so, there you go. Uh, two short films we've got, um, Protector, which is not bad, it's okay. 
um ish it's a bit odd that sort of thing we got postcards which again is is really well made <coughs> really good idea and uh, it's it's a bit odd but quite good and uh, paradox which it's not a bad idea it's, it's got a good story to it it's got a great uh, background to it i think the idea and everything and the science as you say uh but it may be a little bit over long and, and yeah. a bit too too intense in the way of trying to explain stuff um but you know all three of them were worth watch as we said before these are purely our views you know if you, you, know, you have, if you've got a different are, view on it please there are films that i know that, that i can't stand that other people think are some of the best films ever made. So, you know, I mean, my view isn't necessarily the, the be all well, and end all of it of things. But so, to prove know. a prime example, there are people out there that think humanoids are the big was a good film. Yes, no, that is true. There are people out there who think there are there are people who have told me that we're wrong about humanoids from the deep and that it is actually a very good film. Yeah, well, um, unless then people have physical proof, I don't believe them. Well, they think it's good. <laughs> but then, you see, I am one of the few people, I think, uh, that I have ever met in the whole uh, history of uh, horror fandom who think that The Wicker Man, the original version of The Wicker Man, is absolutely boring. And I can't, I don't get why everyone raves about it so much. Genuinely, I got about halfway through it and turned it off because it got it bored the life out of me. I mean, it, it is better than the remake. I'll go with that, but I just find it so dull. So, anyway, there you go. So, uh, those are this week's thingies and boss names. Uh, next week we will have some more of the same, but some more thingies and boss names. Some more thingies and boss names that are different to the thingies and boss names from this week. Uh, and in fact, we have um, a mix of horror and sci-fi next week. Uh, one horror, one sci-fi short, and one horror long. Horror, horror long. long. Horror long. Is that like a, is that like, uh, a foot long? It's like a sing-along. A horror long. Everybody sits around going, horror, horror. Whilst they say in some of the best, uh, in the best best concerts, uh, I want everybody to sing along with me. If you don't know the words, just take off your shoes and hum. Um, right. We will see you, you will see us, and people will see other things, and some people may see God. You never know. Next week. And um, until then. Hang on, hang on. Are you predicting people's ability to see God next week? Some people may see God next week. It, it, that is a reasonable prediction. Okay. <laughs> That's what the problem is. Right. Anyway, until then, thank you very much, Scott. All right. And thank you very much, me. That's all right. And um, yes, goodbye. Bye. The Cypher Film Podcast.
Sci-Fi Film Podcast is a Thrave Productions podcast.